Welcome back to Rafa Nahidin's educational series. Last week we discussed rites and rituals performed by the Asatru community. This week we'll be talking about when we celebrate those rites. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our channel. Rites typically coincide with the Celtic calendar and the solstices and equinoxes about eight times a year. Uh, the following is a list of the most common. Not all Asatru groups follow these, but most do. Some have added more holidays to the list, but these are the basic ones that most practitioners use. I will also be mentioning their Celtic counterpart as well for reference. Imbolc, Disoblot, Charming of the Plow. Celebrated around February 2nd, the celebration of the Desir, or female spirits of ancestors past, and Valkyries. Also the Charming of the Plow and creating the first furrows making ready for the spring to come so they can start planting crops and setting the tides for the new year to come. The deity that was honored was basically all of them. The Norse wanted to ensure that they would have a prosperous year, so often this was when the all thing or gathering all would take place and mass sacrifices were made to bless the year to come, much like the famous Uppsala scene in the Vikings TV series. We celebrated this by asking everyone to bring a plow or shovel to be blessed. Then we plant tomato seeds in planters with soil blessed and hollowed. Those plants are then transferred into their own gardens where the blessed soil lays to bless their whole garden. When the bloat in which we invite all of the deities Aesir and Vanir to bless our prosperity for the coming year. That we continue to grow and thrive, not only as a kindred, but as an individual within the kindred. New oaths are sworn for intentions throughout the year and promises made and bound by the gods. The term for this season we use is what are you willing to sacrifice for the outcome you desire? We then close by honoring our year and ask them to be with us throughout the year. Ostara, roughly celebrated around March 21st, fitting that this holiday was celebrated by both Norse and Celtic tribes. Ostara is the celebration of the spring goddess Ostara. The holiday celebrated new life and growth amongst the Norse, and new life begins to show in the form of animal and plant life. Life becomes more enjoyable, and there are many more reasons to be happy and joyous. It was the time where raids were beginning to be planned and prepared for, and ships were beginning to leave shore for their long voyage and would not return until later that summer. We celebrate this time-honored tradition by painting Ostara eggs and hiding eggs with prizes inside for the kiddos. We feast and bloat in honor of Ostara, which is the embodiment of spring. A rabbit stew becomes the focal point of the feast as it represents the beast of Ostara. For ancient lore tells us the true tale of how Easter became one of the holidays to outlast colonization and survive into modern times. Though some claim that a rabbit stew will offend the Lady Ostara, we have had good luck in appeasing this goddess of the spring. Mayday or Beltane. On about April 30th, this was the fertility rite to bless the prosperity of the coming year, celebrated with a mayday pole and a hunt. The men in ancient times would go out for a hunt, and the male that brought back the biggest was the making. Whereas the women would participate in the maypole, and she with the longest strand would be crowned May Queen. These two would enjoy each other's company and produce the first child of the year. This was a time where crops were reaching their height and getting ready for harvest. 
It was a time where hard work ended and hard work began. Celebration was in order. The raids were in full swing as well as wars between tribes seeking to absurd the current leader. Fertility was indeed a necessity as many of the warriors in Vikingar would not return. For this reason, we have chosen Freya and Freyg as honored deities at this time, as their influence over fertility and nurturing was indeed warranted. Midsummer or Lithia. The week of June 21st to the 26th was the celebration of summer, as the harvest is about to begin. This was a time between where there was plenty of food and a sigh of relief from starvation could be had, but there was also hard work to be done. Wars were in full swing amongst tribes with war within the warrior class, and the Viking were terrorizing, pillaging, and plundering the surrounding nations, bringing back their wealth to the Jarl to share. So, of course, break out the mead and party. For this season, we celebrate three deities as we have a week-long celebration where we host the Midsummer Games filled with axes, spears, nefetafel, kub, sparring, and the mead tasting competition, where awards are handed out to the victors, having bloat on the last three nights to Balder, Suna, and Tyr. Balder for his ever-glowing light, Suna for her radiant life-bringing sun, and Tyr for the just decisions in mutual combat for the games we are about to commence. Frey Foxy, or Lamas, roughly about August 1st was the celebration of the first harvest and the god Frey. On this day we honored Frey for his wealth and abundance that he has given us, as well as asked to continue to bring us wealth and prosperity. In Anglo-Saxon Germany, the first sheaf of hay, wheat, or barley, and oats were set aside and sacrificed as the last sheaf was brought in. Fall Feast in Maybon. Celebrated around September 21st to 26th, this was the celebration of the last harvest, where all manner of beasts were cooked and served, breads were made that stacked the ceilings, yams were cooked, pies were made. This was the single largest feast of the year. Does that sound familiar? It should. This was our Thanksgiving feast, but because winter came earlier for those up north, it was celebrated earlier too. It was a time of merriment and bonefires. No, I said that correctly, bonefires. In ancient times, during this feast, bones were thrown into the fire as part of the traditions. Then torches would be lit from the communal fire and taken to everyone in the community's home hearth where the fire was lit. This symbolized unity amongst them. As their fire would burn through the cold winter months to follow, they could take solace in knowing they were connected by each other in the burning fire in their hearth. The, the modern-day term, bonfire, was actually derived from this root word and the concept thereof. Winter Nights in Samhain, or the Elfblot, celebrated on October 31st. This is the beginning of the wild hunt where the spirits left behind are gathered up by Odin and his party of Valkyrie. It is said that one could join the wild hunt in their sleep or in deep meditation. Anyone who has witnessed the wild hunt and lived to tell the tale has said it's the terrifying sight indeed. This was a time to sacrifice to the elves and the land spirits for protection. It was the only time when the doors of the ancient Norse would close to outsiders and hospitality did not apply. This holiday is also called Alfblot, and one should never travel at night alone until Yule. Yule is celebrated December 25th to January 5th. The 12-day celebration is of Odin, decorations, holly, mistletoe, yule logs, evergreens, sacrifices, feasts, and gift-giving. 
Though it is unclear whether or not Odin left gifts on the doorsteps of children as he left Midgard after his wild hunt, we still celebrate this timeless tradition with a visit from Yulnir. A bloat to Odin, decorations, feasts, and gift-giving. Probably the biggest celebration of the ancient Norse holidays because you made it halfway through the winter and survived. On a note of gift-giving. The Norse gave gifts of their own making, or tools and clothing that was useful to the recipient. They didn't spend their money on extravagant things or even worry about monetary value. It was what was valued to a person at that time. Keep that in mind when you're doing your shopping this coming year. We celebrate with the, just that. We either make it yourself or we follow the $20 cap we put. Then we do a white elephant gift giving with a Viking twist. You are allowed to pick an unopened gift or Viking gift that has already been opened from another member. However, a gift cannot be Viked more than twice. Our kin have a blast with this, and everybody is usually in good spirits, especially the recipient of my mead. There are other holidays that are celebrated amongst us a true faith, but this list seems to be the main ones most kindred celebrate through practices. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast and hope to see you soon. Please like and subscribe to our channel and get the word out. Hail Sun.